Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lexus Enthusiast podcast. My name is Kevin Watts, and I'm the founder and editor of the Lexus Enthusiast website. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Cyril Dimitris, director of Lexus Canada. Welcome. Thanks, Kevin. Pleasure to be with you and your audience today. Well, I really appreciate you joining me and being my guest on the show today. To start off, it's pretty self-explanatory. You're in charge of Lexus in Canada, but how do you describe your position? Well, I mean, overall, I think my role is to guide the ship and guide our team here in Canada towards achieving our, our business results that we want to achieve. Uh, but I've, I've sort of centered my job around four core areas since I've uh, taken the role about four years ago. First and foremost, I've charged myself with advancing the brand and really setting ourselves apart as a tier one luxury brand and separating ourselves from other Japanese premium brands. And that's been sort of a, a core mission I, I have held uh, since, since coming into the role. Um, secondly, I want, you know, I've taken action to continuously improve our, the quality of our operations here at head office and how we uh, support our dealers and giving them the tools they, uh, and the support they need to, uh, to service our guests uh, appropriately. Thirdly, you know, I've always felt that our our guests and the advocacy of our guests is such a, a strong tool for us, and I've really tried to amplify, give you know our guests a channel to um, to express themselves and and uh, advocate for our brand is um, great. How passionate they are to, about the brand, so I've I've tried to improve and amplify those channels for our guests, uh, you know, to tell tell uh, people how how passionate they are about the brand. And, and fourthly, really just uh, reinforcing, instilling a sense of pride in our dealer network, uh, whom I believe to be uh, amongst the best in, in the industry and, and really strengthening that channel uh, as, our, as our business partners. Well, I think that that has really shown with, you know, the recent J.D. Power Award that you received. Congratulations on that. You're, you're doing well, a good thanks, job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's our dealers. I, I hand it off to our dealers. They really take care of people well, and I think it's a key differentiator for us. So how did you get started in the automotive industry? Uh, it's funny. Uh, I've been with uh, Toyota almost 28 years now, and um, I kind of stumbled upon it. I mean, I always loved cars, and uh, but I happened to be living right close to Toyota head office uh, out here in Scarborough. The Toyota brand always resonated for, for me, and um, at the time I was in market. I was a few years out of university, and I was in the market for my first new car, and I'd been shopping Toyotas. And uh, frankly, it was it was the kind of thing I saw an ad in the paper for uh, for a position. Um, I'm actually an accountant by profession, so there was it was a job around coordinating accounting systems uh, uh, for Toyota. And I applied to the job because I always felt it'd be great to work for a great brand like Toyota. And that I have to say, over my 28 years here, I've always been proud to work for this company. So yeah, that's how I originally uh, came into the business, and and since then I've really done numerous roles. Um, I've really worked my way from the back end of the operation and learned uh, a lot of different aspects of the industry and only recently moved to the front end of the operations, which is um, which is great. I mean, I think the job I have now is, is the best job I've ever had and a lot of fun. You took over Lexus right as the spindle grill was being introduced and the entire focus of the brand was shifting. What was it like introducing those changes to a Canadian audience? Well, wow, it was so, um, it was such a great time. It was so cool. You know, like I remember when we, um, launched, uh, this current generation GS, you know, we really referred to it as the next chapter for Lexus. And I remember at that time, it was the first vehicle we had, 
released with what we call the spindle grill. And I remember revealing that vehicle to our dealers and people thinking uh, how aggressive the front end looked and how it was such a, a deviation from what people were used to with Lexus and how radical it was. And here we are now on the verge of a, of a big refresh of GS. And we look at the front end of the GS versus IS, NX, and the coming RX, for example, and it actually looks tame, you know. Um, <laughs> and here we are, you know, reasserting and reinventing that front end of the GS. So it tells you how far we've come in, in really just a short period of time uh, with the reinvention of our lineup. It's been a lot of fun. It seems as though, uh, to me personally, you know, being a Canadian as well, that uh, the the new design focus has really resonated with Canadian uh, consumers. Do, do you find that right now? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've we've seen three years of year-over-year sales growth, and I, I know industry has been strong, and um, and generally speaking, um, we've had a very healthy uh, luxury market, but our share of, of growth uh, during that period has been great. Due to the new product introductions, um, we are currently up 24% uh, as of the end of um, August, and this month we're we're really flirting with an all-time best record. Today, here we are recording this on on the last day of uh, September, and we are um, uh, on the verge of uh, perhaps an all-time uh, best month for Lexus. So we've seen uh, sales growth year over year uh, since these new products have been introduced, and um, it's been very rewarding from that sense. Now, from a sales perspective, uh, just to give people that aren't Canadian uh, an idea of the size of Lexus in Canada, how do you compare to the rest of the the luxury automotive industry? Well, I feel we're extremely well positioned right now. Um, on a on a year over year basis, we were up about twenty five percent versus two thousand and fourteen, and we're experiencing the highest rate of growth uh, versus any of the other major luxury nameplates uh, at this point. So, I think that's really I can attribute that to um, our strong lineup uh, but mostly this year what we are seeing is a real shift towards SUVs from from passenger cars and that's a, a an industry phenomenon people are are clearly wanting an SUV type style vehicle versus uh, passenger car uh, offerings and introduction of the all-new NX nameplate this year uh, has been phenomenal for us. It, it's allowed us to enter an offering into that luxury low SUV segment, and it's really resonated well with people. So it's given us a real strong push this year. Uh, and with the coming introduction of the new RX, we're so well positioned over the next couple of years because we'll have two brand new offerings uh, in two of the hottest segments uh, in the market right now. So I, I feel really good about where we're positioned uh, from a sales perspective. What would you say is the biggest challenge for Lexus in Canada? Well, it's probably the same thing I felt since the day I arrived, but it's also the most uh, rewarding thing because I, I see uh, progress in this regard. And really, it's about changing perceptions of the brand as a player amongst you know the elite class of vehicles that are offered in the in the luxury side. Everybody, it's it's, it's amazing how important role the brand filter plays in in terms of uh, being able to reach out and get on people's consideration list and. As a brand, you're trying to create an image and a promise to the consumer, but it's pointless unless you can fulfill that promise. And up until this uh, recent release of products, we really haven't had the product to fulfill that promise of 
um, the emotional excitement that comes from owning Lexus. But having updated most of our models over the last several years, uh, people are definitely taking notice. You know, the de- designs are more daring, uh, they're edgy and bold. Uh, the driving dynamics of each model uh, can engage people on an emotional level. And we've been able to, um, you know, change perceptions of Lexus as just being sort of your reliable um, your dad's car into um, a head turner that when you're driving on the street um, you're noticed. We've been able to complement these product lines with a uh, lifestyle messaging that really adds to the flavor of what Lexus ownership is like, you know, the sophistication, the intelligence, the um, discernment of our buyers and uh, that's been a a big challenge but uh, clearly um, we can see from the new type of consumer that we are attracting that we are making progress. Yeah, I think that all of the things that you just mentioned are really reflected very well in the new RX. I think that it really is a very sophisticated, intelligent vehicle. So uh, it should mm-hmm. really resonate well then with uh, Canadian consumers. Yeah, I think it's a winner for us for sure. What's it like in Canada, you know, marketing performance when the country is very focused on all wheel drive vehicles? Clearly, we've taken a bold step with our F-Sport models and and certainly our new F-entries like RCF and the upcoming GSF. So um, that has been a huge help to us in developing our overall brand perception. We've used the the F models as, as a halo, like especially RCF and, um, and GSF will do the same. Um, and it, it sort of bleeds down into our lineup so that, you know, if you look at in 2011, F models represented approximately 1% of our sales. And now they're actually 32% of our whole fleet wow. sales are are F and F Sport models. And if you look at certain series uh, like NX and IS, for example, I mean, like NX, we're currently running 80%, 86% F Sport. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's been huge for us in developing uh, an ability to attract a younger demographic and a different type of consumer. But we really don't, I mean, that's one aspect of, of performance, but we don't actually look at all-wheel drive and performance as uh, mutually exclusive things. Actually, we feel all-wheel drive equals performance in the sense of driving dynamics and attachment to the road and those kinds of things. So, you know, in our marketplace, like I'd say up to 95% of certain series are all-wheel drive. Um, you know, it's a very, uh, in, in the luxury segment, uh, non-all-wheel drive vehicles are making up a very small percentage of sales. So when we go out and source our vehicles, um, you know, many of our consumers see performance as commensurate with, with all-wheel drive as opposed to something that's opposing that. So, um, you know, actually we've been uh, thinking of, of ways to try and combine our uh, various pillars of our brand, including performance, uh, design, all-wheel drive, and guest experience into a uh, a way we can activate that and, uh, and demonstrate to our, our guests what Lexus ownership experience is like. And we have a great idea that we're uh, bringing to life uh, right now, and we're excited to uh, sort of put into action probably early in the new year. So, yeah, I won't say much more about that right now, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of an exciting thing that we're uh, working on that we think uh, uh, really expresses what Lexus lifestyle is about. Well, I'll definitely be looking out for that. I'm sure we'll be uh, featuring it on the site. Just circling back to the NX, it's been a really great success in Canada since it was released. Can you ever see it replacing the RX as the top-selling model in Canada? In our midterm, I would say no. 
Although uh, this month we are for the first time since we launched NX, NX sales will will exceed RX. And I think that's more of a factor of now the buzz is getting out about new RX and our supply RX, current generation RX has performed very well in a sales perspective where we're actually uh, starting to get tight on inventory of, of the current generation as it runs out towards our launch of the of the new one. So I think it's more of a factor of that. But uh, as we look forward in, uh, to launching the new RX, we, we have high expectations for that vehicle and I think it will retain its uh, position as our number one uh, SUV. Uh, having said that, a lot of where our sales happen uh, is a result of what the market demands and the smaller SUV segment right now is just so hot. It's the fastest growing uh, segment in our industry and for the first time in the history of uh, that small SUV segment is actually growing to higher levels than the larger SUV, like the luxury uh, SUV segment. So I think that it really, in the end, it depends uh, what the consumers want and where the market goes. But RX just has such an equity in our marketplace that um, in the short term, I don't see it, uh, short to midterm, I don't see it NX being able to supersede RX in terms of sales. I think that's pretty notable, though, even with the RX, you know, as you mentioned, with being, you know, the last of the current generation and whatnot, mm-hmm. the NX is, is going to outsell it this month. That's that's quite notable. Yeah, it's it's um, it seems to be, you know, as we get as the vehicle becomes more more noticeable on the road and um, it, it was a new nameplate. So it takes time to uh, to build exposure and all that kind of thing. Uh, you know, our sales seem to be getting stronger as, uh, as each, each month goes by. So we're excited about its potential. You know, since the introduction of uh, the GS and, and this design forward direction, Lexus in Canada has become very active in supporting the arts. Uh, can you outline your different initiatives and how it's helped the brand? Sure. I mean, you know, great design, passion, innovation. These are all real, um, really cornerstones of the Lexus brand. And as, as this new model lineup has um, come down the pipe, um, Lexus International, our global partners, have done a great job at building lifestyle around Lexus, and clearly that's taken us in taken us in the direction of uh, design and and art, including initiatives like the Global Design Award, uh, Lexus Short Films, uh, these types of initiatives. So what we've done is we've tried to take uh, these seeds that are being um, given to us by Lexus International. And we're trying to localize uh, these these initiatives by establishing and nurturing our own partnerships locally and taking on to these um, these great initiatives that have come from Lexus Global and, and really activating them in our own marketplace. So a couple examples of that are partnership uh, that we have with Roy Thompson Hall in Toronto and Ryerson University. So uh, these are two very valuable Toronto institutions. We uh, wanted to recognize students that are demonstrating excellence in interior design so we challenged students uh, in that program at Ryerson to explore our 2015 NXF Sport and uh, come up with a uh, the design of an of an activation um, to display that vehicle in the the front window of uh, Roy Thompson Hall. And so the winner uh, was chosen out of uh, out of the entries, and we activated that and and set up a beautiful display in Roy Thompson Hall that was in. Uh, surrounding our, our uh, NXF sport. Um, and with that, you know, we're supporting up-and-coming design students in, in universities and, and created just a beautiful display of the vehicle um, at Roy Thompson Hall. 
Yeah, I actually, I actually saw that. Uh, did you see yeah. that? And what did you think of it? I thought it was really, I, I really like the, um, the edginess of it. It's very like the sharp edges of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we we received a lot of feed, good, great feedback on on that that activation, uh, to the point now where we're just about to launch a. A program with a few, well, several select design uh, faculties of several colleges and universities right across the country, and we're uh, putting a contest out uh, that will allow students to uh, of those institutions to um, submit proposals for the design of our display at Auto Show season in 2016, oh, wow, and we're exciting. going to uh, choose from uh, you know those entries and then activate that on our Auto Show circuit across uh, Canada in 2016. So it's just another way where we're trying to uh, support and engage up-and-coming designers in, in, in our country. Another great example of us activating a, a global initiative is our sponsorship of VIF, which is the Vancouver Film Festival, and it's one of the largest North American film festivals. And We've sponsored that now for the second straight year, and it gives us an opportunity to provide a special experience to our our guests in that area, in that region. Um, our dealers are able to provide hosting and hospitality uh, on special screens, special private screenings for um, for their guests, and also we've had Lexus short films uh, airing before each screening. So it's um, it's just another way we take a global. Uh, initiative and activate it uh, locally. That's another thing I saw. I saw you a picture of you on the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I think your Lexus. That was, uh, that was funny. I have to say, I, 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 I mean, I'll tell you the sort of inside story on it. Um, you know, I, I was put on the red carpet. It was the first. Uh, I was the first one across the red carpet, and there was just a ton of paparazzi and photographers. Uh, snapping photos of me. Little did they know I was not an actor <laughs> of any sort, but it was it was fun while it lasted. You wore it well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm interested in Lexus in Canada, the, the future of it, and I'm wondering what you see is the biggest opportunity for the brand in Canada. Well, I'll split that question into um, what I see in the short term, and then what I see sort of midterm. In the short term. Um, Clearly, the redesign of the RX is a huge opportunity for us. I mean, the vehicle has been number one in the segment for the last seven years, the entire uh, life cycle of the current generation. Um, and here we are uh, with a striking redesign that's going to reassert leadership in that segment. And um, everything we've been hearing about the car from people who have seen it and driven it is um, amazing. So, uh, you know, I've been saying to our dealers that uh, from a perceptual standpoint, Lexus equals RX and RX equals Lexus. And if we change perception of RX, we really change perception of the, the brand. And um, I think with this redesigned vehicle, it really represents uh, the completion of a cycle. And, and I think it's a huge opportunity for us to have that redesign impact the overall brand perception of Lexus in Canada. So that's a really exciting opportunity for us to assert a position of leadership uh, in the industry. And I think uh, the fact that we're adding a second F vehicle and have now an F lineup with the RCF and GSF, again, uh, gives us the opportunity to reinforce that performance subpillar and further uh, establish our performance credentials uh, with, with the enthusiast uh, populace. So that's on a short-term basis, I would say those are our two biggest opportunities. Um, in the midterm, 
you know, I think powertrains uh, is an opportunity for us. So clearly, in the case of NX, we've introduced our first turbo, the uh, 200T. And frankly, I'd like to see that powertrain being carried forward to uh, two other models. Uh, we're going to see it in the 16 model year IS. Uh, it's exciting to see that low displacement turbo engine technology grow across our lineup. Uh, hybrids, of course, I think everybody, everybody probably knows we're, we're leaders. We have the most number of hybrid offerings among luxury brands at five and dominate uh, hybrid sales. So I think as regulatory environment develops over the coming years, not just in Canada, but around the world, we're well positioned with our technologies to, um, uh, to meet and the changing environmental regulations. So I see it that is that is kind of the midterm, but you know we have no intention of slowing down. We're, we're going to continue to carve out our our place in the market for high performance vehicles that offer a level of refinement and comfort and style. You know the kinds of vehicles that are desired by today's uh, luxury vehicle intenders. Is there a vehicle that's missing from the current lineup that would make a real impact with Canadian consumers? Yeah, I guess you can always dream, right? I mean, that's, uh, that's you know, anybody in car sales and marketing is clearly uh, in the business of dreaming in some sense. But we're fortunate enough that a lot of good things have come to reality for us. We're pretty excited about the, the broad product lineup we have right now and that we're being, you know, the offerings that we're being able to provide to our guests. So certainly, you know, the recently added RC, RCF and NX and NXH, um, they've had a, a big impact on the market and we've been excited about that. You know, we, we always stay uh, tuned to what our guests and what the market is telling us and listen carefully to what, you know, our enthusiasts or our, our supporters are looking for in terms of a vehicle. And we, we feed that information back to uh, people making decisions um, around product. We make sure that our voice is heard on the, on the global stage. We look for different things that are going to meet the needs of our people. So I would say, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, all-wheel drive is a big part of what our guests expect. And although we have a very strong all-wheel drive lineup, we could always uh, use more. I- I'd love to see um, some of our offerings that we have today come in all-wheel drive. But clearly, our climate is a little bit unique in the world, and um, Lexus has a-, a job to meet the needs of all markets. So we don't always get what we want, I'd say, but we, you know, that voice is, is uh, heard. And I would say the one thing that's um, been really exciting is, uh, you know, a few, two years back now in Detroit, we uh, revealed, maybe two or was it three years ago now, we revealed the LFLC concept vehicle, um, a coupe that would uh, lie above RC, not just from Canada, but voices from right around the world have, have been screaming to Lexus to build that car. And uh, we can only hope that that's going to come to market at uh, at some point. That would be uh, it would be amazing from a from a brand halo standpoint, and uh, it'd be great and exciting to have that vehicle in our lineup at some point. Yeah, it would be nice to see them on the road. Uh, it would probably be a little bit more easy to see them than an LFA, right? So, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so this portion of the interview, we kind of go into uh, reader questions. So I have four reader questions for you. Okay. And the first two are from Corrado MR2, who I know personally owns uh, two Lexus vehicles in Mississauga. So he's a very loyal customer and he's wondering about Lexus Inform. He says, uh, Lexus Inform has been available in the U.S. for several years now. Can we expect similar connectivity to be offered in Canada? And if not, what are the challenges? Right. So I hear this question often. 
Um, and, you know, we're very attuned to developments that have emerged in the U.S. and, and what their offerings are. Uh, we work closely with our partners in the U.S. I think it's important for, for listeners to understand that, you know, it really takes a broad infrastructure to, uh, to be in place to support vehicle connectivity. And frankly, infrastructures are separate, U.S. to Canada, in terms of um, capabilities and, and, and involvement of what's, what's in place. In Canada, we've taken a very cautious approach. Um, we're focusing our efforts and research on priorities that guests have indicated they really want and need. And we want to make sure when we put something to market that um, the services are convenient and accessible to Canadian drivers, but work effectively. And, and frankly, that's not always the case. So offerings are out there. But it's also one of the biggest frustration points for users of these technologies is that they don't work 100% the way they're intended to. So uh, we continue to, to work in that vein, but we've made no announcements about timing of when we might get into vehicle connectivity, again, with, with um, the intention of uh, getting it right before we jump into that fold. I would expect that it has a lot to do with volume versus expense. I, I imagine that setting up something of that magnitude is, is quite expensive. So, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, there is there's an investment, large investment required to, to bring it to, to market for sure. The second question from Corrado MR2 is, uh, can we expect an RC200T or an GS200T in Canada? We have no plans in the short term to bring either of those two products to Canada. Um, we are going to offer the, the 200T um, in real-world drive, and that's, I would say, the major factor as to why we haven't introduced um, uh, RC or GS200T. Uh, we love the engine and the technology. For our climate and marketplace, unfortunately, uh, the fact that it's only offered in real-world drive right now is a factor. As I mentioned earlier, in the case of IS, for example, only 5% of our, our IS sales are real-wheel drive. It's predominantly all-wheel drive. So we are going to offer it in IS because it is, from a volume standpoint, stronger than RC or GS. But when we get into those more niche segments, the volumes and, and demand for that those vehicles in those segment, segments is just very small. And it, it really makes it uh, impractical for us to bring those, uh, those vehicles to market and in, in Canada. So that's, that's kind of our answer in that. We, we don't share a lot of future product details. Uh, we do, however, look to the demands and needs of our Canadian market when we're introducing new models for Lexus and try to meet them as best as we can in a practical way. I had an idea that all-wheel drive was dominant, but I had no idea the numbers. Like That's shocking to me to find out that it's only 5% of ISR or rear-wheel drive. That's, that's Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it, I'm sorry to cut you off. It, oh, yeah. it, it is unbelievable. It's. Um, I think manufacturers have been able to bring all-wheel drive technology to the marketplace at a very affordable price point. And um, the stability on the road, especially during our winter season here in Canada, just made it a no-brainer for people. And um, I think we've, as Canadians, become accustomed to driving all-wheel all -wheel drive vehicles and enjoy the stability of those cars on our roads. And we find people gravitate to it. And it actually, like I said, it complements the performance of the vehicle. Yeah, I know personally that uh, it's definitely much better in uh, in the winter seasons. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. My next question comes from uh, GSCT. And he asks, uh, given the demand for the NX in North America, are there any plans to add NX production to Canada? 
Well, we've been so proud and fortunate to have been chosen to produce the first Lexus vehicles outside of Japan in the case of uh, Lexus RX and RXH. And as most listeners are probably aware, those plants have been award-winning um, on multiple occasions, uh, winning JD Power Awards for um, initial quality of their uh, of their production. So we've been so fortunate uh, to be the only uh, plant outside of North America. Uh, unfortunately, we don't comment on future production plans, and uh, nothing has been announced in terms of any uh, production addition or what we're going to do with uh, capacity in Cambridge. So I can't make any comment on that. The last question from my readers is from uh, Sif, and he wonders, do you see the possibility of selling direct to customers in Canada? And if not, do you envision dramatically streamlined dealership experiences for customers? Yeah, we really, as I mentioned earlier, the third pillar of our brand is guest experience. Uh, You know, we're consistently at the top of ownership uh, satisfaction surveys, and a, a big part of uh, how we define ourselves is how we treat people. And um, our dealerships are an integral part of that ownership experience. Um, they do an amazing job at treating our guests like they would guests in their own home. And um, so for us, uh, that channel is integral. Uh, we also vel- you know, well attuned to uh, not only the voices of our consumers and and guests, um, but we are very well attuned with efforts being made in the U.S. to streamline the retail experience and uh, improve upon it because we know that um, people want a streamlined experience. Um, Many people are using uh, online technologies these days uh, and come into the dealership very well prepared for their their purchase and very well informed, and we've embraced all those those channels and technology, but ultimately um, to fulfill the promise of Lexus, we see the dealership as being the key party and key partner to be able to fulfill that. Having said that, we continue to find ways to support and improve our guest experience at the retail level. We are constantly looking at that. We work with our U.S. partners to really understand at a, at a deep level what they are piloting, whether anything that they are doing makes sense for our marketplace uh, to, again, improve our guest experience. And It's not really a revolution we see, but we do see an evolution as time goes on and technologies change and people's expectations change, and we embrace that and want to make it as as uh, fruitful and and, uh, enjoyable experience for people as possible. So you've been in charge of Lexus now for four years, and I'm wondering Mm -hmm. what's been the biggest surprise? As I I mentioned to you, you know, like brand, uh, advancing the brand and creating tier one presence for Lexus has been at the forefront of my uh, my experience, you know, or of my focus, you know, and it's been a big surprise to me, I would say, how important that brand name is to the consumer and how hard it is to build that brand name and the investment and diligence and persistence uh, that's required. You know, on one hand, I I applaud that or, you know, it's a, it's a great thing because I can see how passionate our owners are about their, their vehicles and, and Lexus brand and in that sense, it really works in our favor. It makes my job easier in the sense that, those those customers we do have are so proud to be Lexus owners and so proud to represent the brand in that sense. But on the other hand, sometimes it's a little frustrating for me because I know we have fantastic product. Um, you know, my motto has been 
no need to compromise. You know, I mean, Lexus always been this sort of rational brand or appeal to the rational uh, consumer who's looking for quality, reliability, uh, durability, luxury, comfort, and great experience. And I felt in the past, maybe those guests have had to compromise in terms of an exciting dynamic drive or exciting, um, exciting looking product. Uh, but in today's world, I don't. I, I feel we have the only offering in the marketplace that where people don't have to compromise. Yet that brand filter plays such a big role. So it's it's just something we're persistent on, and I can see gradually our per- perception of us shifting and us making inroads. But it, it's uh, hard work, it's diligence, and uh, a strong belief in the brand, uh, which which you know I've always had, and I'm relentless in pursuing. Slow and steady, I suppose. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's right. So, final three questions. Uh, I can't interview you without bringing this up. Uh, can you discuss your music career? I, I, I know you personally. I'm not surprised that you have a creative side, but I think that my audience might be a little surprised by the fact that you, uh, you're an accomplished musician. Well, let's get it clear here first. It's not a career. It's a hobby. Okay. <laughs> um, having said that... Um, I'm passionate about my hobbies, um, and uh, you know the time I do have to um, to put into that. I I put my time in with with passion. So yeah, I do enjoy uh, music. is a great release for me. I on a personal level, I, I feel uh, creativity is the is the key to longevity. So I, I feel I will always be creative in one way in my in my life uh, moving forward because I feel that. Um, it's important to have inspiration. It's important to have passion. It's important to um, keep your mind working in that way. And apart from that, I just love it. So I play guitar, I sing, I write music, and uh, was pretty proud about a year ago to release uh, a CD of uh, my own original music with a full band and all produced, uh, chipped away at it for a period of a couple of years uh, on weekends. And uh, it was a proud moment when I was able to release that CD. I uh, actually saw it on Facebook. Uh, Lexus International Paul Williamson posted about it, and uh, oh, yeah. I saw, <laughs> so I I couldn't pass up an opportunity to ask you about it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So outside of the LFA, what's your favorite Lexus of all time? Uh, I have to say the first generation IS. So anyone selling? I just want to know because uh, <laughs> I'm at that age now where I'm starting to think of what I want to drive into uh, in retirement at some point, and. Uh, I'm looking for a mint IS, uh, in black if possible. Um, I love that inline six engine uh, and the manual transmission. I, I think it was a shifting point for Lexus when they started offering uh, nimble, uh, smaller size sedans, small sedans that that sort of got into the space of the German three series like type vehicles, and um, it was uh, a fun to drive vehicle for me. So it's been. I would say my I have a soft spot for that car. We'll put out a call. Okay. <laughs> From California is preferred. So. <laughs> well, I think we could probably pull that off. Yeah, great. Uh, um, final question. What Lexus do you drive personally right now? Well, my my stable mate is, uh, is an IS350 S-Sport uh, full load package with Mark Levinson sound, uh, typically black exterior with the red interior. Um, I love that car. It's, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm a busy person, both work-wise and on a personal level, and um, I often call my drive-in and drive-home time in my cocoon, where it's it's just, 
it's a beautiful environment. It's a great feel to the drive. I have my radio on, and um, it's my cocoon. Um, so I have to say that that's what I typically drive. I'm fortunate enough that I that I drive a lot of different vehicles. Probably my favorite experience was when we were um, doing the press launch for the RCF, and we held that event at uh, Fuji Speedway in Japan, and um, I was able to drive RCF in a track environment at Fuji. And it's so clear in my mind, I was on that, it's about a kilometer and a half straight away at Fuji, and I had the RCF up to 250k an hour, and <laughs> you come at the end of that straightaway, and you have to break hard into a hairpin turn, so you go from 250 down to down to 50k in just a matter of seconds, and you turn into that hairpin turn, and there's Mount Fuji right in front of you. And it's, it's probably been one of the most exhilarating experiences uh, I've had driving a Lexus. So I had to uh, had to try to take that experience onto the road. Meaning, I drove an RCF for the summer, and uh, it was it was great. Although, you know, you just can't replicate that track experience. <laughs> getting into a lot of trouble. Although on ramps are are the most uh, most exhilarating, fun parts of driving that car. So I enjoyed myself in that car. Definitely not on the four hundred one, right? So, <laughs> not on the four hundred one. No, no. Well, Cyril, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Okay, Kevin, it's my pleasure, and uh, thank you. I just want to say thank you to all those listeners that are uh, Lexus owners and supporters. Uh, we appreciate uh, your loyalty and your passion towards the brand. It's, it's what we live for day in, day out. Thank you very much. Okay, Kevin, take care.